0: Blaine to Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. We've reached it. It's the nexus of the radio universe. Oh We're halfway through the Halfway of the Week show. Happy halfway through the Wednesday program. <laughs> Get your sleds out, kids. Make it some uh, some of the white stuff uh, tomorrow morning Ooh. into tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, Lucas Could and all the young it. kids will be out of school. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I said oh, that. Cool. Our kids are like, did you uh, yeah, hear Luke, that, Mom? Yeah, hey, we be at school grad basketball school. to call on Friday. Ooh, oh What game you got?
1: Ron Slay and I are doing the first ever high school basketball broadcast on The Zone at Green
0: Hill High School. They're hosting Cane Ridge Friday night. How is this just now a thing? They just had to get to right two guys in place, I guess, I guess you and Ron so. Slay. I can't wait. Well, that's must-see TV, and it's not even on TV. I got to <laughs> check that out on The Zone. What time is uh, tip-off for that? We'll go live
1: for pregame at 7. Tip-off should be right about 7.30, depending on when the girls' game ends uh, beforehand. But Brandon Miller, Alabama commit, five-star prospect at Cane Ridge, really exciting player, looking forward to seeing him in action and a Green Hill team that has really surpassed all expectations
0: with the legend at head coach in Troy Allen. Can you imagine being a, just a five-star anything and then going out and competing against mere mortals? I was <laughs> talking about this the other day with my
1: roommate. Like, just think
0: about that. High school, it matters more in high school
1: basketball than any other sport at the high school level, right? Like, think about being a sophomore. You just f- finished a really tough trigonometry test, and then you got to go guard LeBron James in a district game, <laughs> who is about to dominate the NBA in about nine months.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't imagine what it would be like to have talent of any kind, but I, I just marvel no, at people you're who do. you talking about athletic talent. Well, just that's any okay. kind of talent.
2: Well, you have talent. I well, mean, I can radio, talk, but birds
0: can talk. Uh, no, they chirp. <laughs> <laughs> Some chirp do, on Twitter,
2: that's for sure. You can play, the, you know, instruments and everything else, man. You
0: but can like, even sing. But, like, people who are fast and strong and, like, five-star, just rolling into a gym on a Friday night and watching a guy like that or a gal who's... You know, just a special athlete. That's a cool thing, man. But I couldn't, I can imagine being the person trying to chase that person around or just being the person talking about what they're doing or being a person eating popcorn in the stands and watching them. I couldn't imagine what it was like to be that person and like have, you know, Alabama calling, why don't you come down here and play basketball? I mean, wow. That's a, that, that would have to be a cool thing.
2: Just like getting recruited for a job. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's calling you about doing radio. I don't know all the time. I don't (laughs) know about that. So I would hope that they would (laughs) understand that. But you're naturally they're a lot younger. But uh, you know, God's gifts that they've been given. uh, I don't know. I never wished that I could, and thought that that was cool that somebody had those kind of gifts. Like I was like, oh, that's what they are. they're good. They're great. I mean, I could talk about different guys that I played with. Like, man, that guy was the best athlete in my entire school.
0: You know, and and that'd be saying something at your school, right, which had, right. was full of NFL and NBA yeah, and college yeah,
2: athletes. Well, it started with Mark Clayton. I don't, I don't know if Lucas even knows who that guy is, but uh, so yeah, no. it's, sorry, it's been a of them, But I I don't get oh, I just like hey, he's, you know, is he a cool person? I'm all about the people. Is, sure. he, is he a good person? All the
0: athleticism and everything else that'll come and go, but who he is as a person will never go. Derrick Henry seems like he's a pretty good person. Uh, the Titans main of the year, NFL main of the year candidate. And, uh, he's supposed to be practicing today. Derrick Henry back at practice yeah, was put in the. talking about a cool five star right there. Boy, that's a five star, <laughs> uh, a five, that's a five star <laughs> no, no, NFL no, player. No,
2: no, now you talked about going in the gym and seeing that dude. Uh, sure. But when you watch his highlight reel from high school, you say he's illegal. He should not be playing those dudes. Oh, they no. look like midges out there.
0: It was like the I Pop mean, Warner thing short. where you weighed too much to be involved in. They made me look tall. Oh, and it-, it, it looked like it was unfair.
2: It was unfair. So you said that, like that. I wouldn't enjoy that watching that. Like, uh oh. Man, he's huge.
0: You imagine
1: it, trying to tackle I, him? I, I would have been dumb enough to put him in off as a tackle. <laughs> no, right, right. And defensive in a bit. region. defensive in. Right, being in his region in, in the Jacks greater Jacksonville area and having to play him four different times. I mean, it's just like, oh man. Well just imagine we you draw them in the playoffs. We you're, gotta tackle I mean, you were him. gonna get them
0: at some point anyway, because they were gonna go a long ways with him, but oh, you know, you're some bunch of dudes mm-hmm. and you're some hundred 72-pound offensive lineman at some other school, and then then here's Derrick Henry running back.
2: Watch this. That's just great conversation when you're sitting at Waterburger. Say, remember when we had to play the king? Man, he ran over our whole entire team. Guess what we could say? We played against him, though. Yeah. Oh, there's a bunch that's of people telling those. Yeah, that's hey, it. Hey, man. man. <laughs> you should see, I
1: tackled that guy once. Yeah, yeah. But got, me and four I, I other I guys. I got a
2: sushi string, uh, sushi, sushi string. My, yeah, high school,
1: my high school had to play <laughs> Auburn High School and Reuben Foster in the first round of the Alabama playoffs. And they put they put him at running back. And he just ran over everybody. So I can't even imagine, can't even begin to imagine what it would be like with Derrick Henry at that level. Man, it looked like they was moving out the way and making a big bigger hole. <laughs> these, these dudes are like hey, man. So
3: he was I was getting paid in no, the a nickel same thing he's doing in the pro. He just ran right away from pay. Hey, man, it's
0: homecoming dance after this. I'm trying to stay alive to see my girl. I'm yeah. not tackling that dude. I mean, like those hey, aren't even business decisions. You're not even old enough to be in business. Those yeah. are life decisions. Yeah, like, I'm not oh, tackling him. I, I take a bad angle right there. I would have tried to hit him.
2: I can't recall in, Indiana, in the tongue of his food, shoe. Like
0: like, I want to get as yeah. low as I can. I don't want to get kicked in the head. There, we had uh, – there were – me and another guy, and we were similar in size. He was the hardest-hitting guy ever, a guy named Kevin Harlson. <laughs> that dude could hit you so low and so hard. I just tried to emulate everything he did.
1: Oh. Okay. Because
0: he would hit you below your knee, so you couldn't, hit, you couldn't hit him in the knee and knock him out. He hit you, like, right where the tongue of your shoe oh. went up. Uh, hit you right in the shin.
2: Oh, okay.
0: I'm trying to hit Derek Kennedy in the shin from the side. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be fr- – I'm well, going to find an angle to get me to get, the side. He got here. some huge shins, man. I don't want you to get concussed. You know there's some kids, though, who are like, I'm taking him out. Oh, well, absolutely. Uh, you would have been that I, guy. I would have been yeah. the dumb one. Oh, like no, I'm going to go after him. Mm. I'm about to show him. Okay. <laughs> I think that that's when it all started. <laughs> right there in high school. <laughs> <laughs> because I would have been like... How low can I get? And how much to the side of this and you would have been like, I'm gonna hit this guy I'm head gonna, on. I'm like outwater hit, water hit I'm the Nigerian nightmare. Well, I
2: don't know if I was gonna go that far. I, <laughs> I, I don't know if I would have done that. But I would have definitely would have said, Hey, I'm gonna get that sucker. I'm gonna get if it's the last thing I do, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna I tackle this guy. I'ma go get his legs. Look at take his
0: power source away. His legs. Let's go get him. lasso. I might have brought a rope out there with me.
4: <laughs> I mean,
0: I remember beefing up to hundred and twenty seven pounds my senior year. <laughs> I was throwing that around. 127
2: pounds your senior year? Yeah.
0: Then my first year of college, I gained the freshman six. I I weighed 133 after I finished. Uh Uh-oh. What
1: what did you weigh your your senior year, Lucas? Uh, Can you recall? About 150, but I couldn't get much bigger than
2: that. I was 170, 175, but my freshman year I was 135.
0: It's like you
1: said, that was what you were. Oh, I, le- I left. I left high school at one twenty-seven. <laughs> yeah,
0: just a solid one twenty. You could see through me. I was so thin, <laughs>
1: just fluttering around in the
0: wind. Yeah, the, the wind blew. Heavy. You were playing
1: football at one twenty-seven.
0: I had retired from oh, football God. at that point. <laughs> did you? you I was retired. I made a conscious decision to live, and I had retired. So when
2: you retired, your sophomore year, or no?
0: I, I played play through, through middle school. Oh, okay, then I played okay. baseball, basketball, and tennis. I switched to sports where I could survive. <laughs>
2: Where you would get killed?
0: Yeah. Oh boy. When well, I, I found tennis, mattered, I mean, oh, you know, when, when I, I found seven. tennis, I was like a bad A out there. <laughs> like people are like, don't mess with that guy. I was like an enforcer in tennis. <laughs> Oh, dude, you should have seen oh, it was man. magic. I would just wish I had discovered that sooner. It was suited to my size and speed ratio, oh, which dang. were both low.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: it was pretty high, man. When you got on that tennis, we just had to find the right fit. I only had to cover, like, you know, like, oh, yeah. just like 30 feet or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, lateral quickness. Yes. Off the charts. Oh, me and Michael Chang, man. We could, da, da, da. That goodness. was his thing, was that quickness <laughs> on the court. That was my guy, it was Michael Chang. Oh, That man. was my guy. Dude. Yeah. And no one ever hit me in tennis. I got hit like a bye, pinata bye. in football, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was. Uh, I decided to stay alive. Uh, Derrick Henry back at practice. I know we have this. Yeah, he is alive. Lucas is on the phone screen and calls. But before yeah. we took the break, wanted to be able to share. This is what Mike Vrabel said today when he was asked about the return of Derrick Henry.
3: Depending on the position, I think that that um, certainly is something that um, you'd have to look at. Uh, maybe the the position of that the player plays, whether it's at the line of scrimmage, um, you know, receiver, and so we'd have to just monitor those things and try to recreate uh, what they're going to be asked to do um, in the game as closely as we possibly can. How so excited Mike. You think he? Is to kind of be at this part of the process, and how much I don't know. I'm not going to speak for his excitement. I'm excited. <laughs> I can speak on my excitement to to coach this football team, to have a chance to to go on the road and. um and do everything we can to try to win. That, that, that's what I'll speak on.
0: So it was Mike Vrabel today. He was asked uh, about his getting excitement. him. Yeah, his excitement <laughs> and, and getting him back. And uh, just the prospect of what all he might do and what that would look like in practice. I know we've got Jordan and Jenny coming up next. So let's do that. Let's go ahead and take our break. We'll talk to our buddy from CBS Sports. We'll talk to him for just a little bit. But we've got loaded lines. So let's do this. Do a quick segment with Jordan, catch up, and then we'll take phone calls for the rest of the show. That sound good to everybody? Uh, or we can do the phone calls first, and then take Jordan. Well, maybe, let's take maybe a phone call or two, yeah. then Jordan, and then we'll say goodbye to Jordan. Maybe we'll take a couple more phone calls. Yeah. So we'll, it's Lucas okay. is our logistical chairman, so we'll get with him in this break and figure it all out, but we will get to you on the phones, I promise. And Jordan is next. Blaine and Mickey, 1045 the zone. Jay. Blaine to Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Blaine giving us a snowman tutorial here in the uh, break. A snowman is half a ball now, he said.
2: Yeah, I had to say bye-bye, Mr. Snowman. <laughs>
0: now I before mean, he the, melts the, the, the away.
2: The weather has been so crazy. It's 75, then snow, and I could build a snowman. Kids are sledding and stuff, having a great time. And We were just talking about that with uh, your... Uh, Big time, boss. There, Mason. About you know, be prepared for the weather. So he's basically telling us no excuses yeah. for not showing up here tomorrow. <laughs> as we will have
1: air, up
2: you know, beds, hotels, anything you need, we got it. Vending so, machines are full. Yeah, that was a nice way to said no excuses. Yeah,
0: so you've seen so like, you, turkeys oh, tomorrow. Oh, man. I,
2: I, do you got a, a four-wheel drive truck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Deshani will be on with us in just a minute. Let's take a couple of these phone calls right quick. Whatever we don't get to, we'll do in the last segment, I promise. Uh, Dustin and Laverne up next wants to talk about King Henry. Hey, Dustin.
3: Hey, Dustin. Hey, what's up, guys? I hope y'all are doing well. I just wanted to say, uh, Blaine, you were my favorite player growing up on the Titans, so you're still a five-star. Yeah, baby! Uh, Boom! (laughs) Um, But, hey, I just wanted to weigh in on Henry. I mean, obviously, he knows his own body, and I trust him more than anybody, and I trust Rabel and and John Robinson, too. But my big thing about, especially, you know, injuries and stuff, I want you to get healed, but I feel like it's kind of like a house. If you leave your house just sitting there and no one lives in that house for a while, what happens to that house? Things just start going wrong. Just things that never messed up before start messing up. So I don't like sitting him too long. If he has a chance to get back out there and get the wheels turning, I don't know why you wouldn't do it. I trust him and his conditioning and the way he takes care of himself, and I think he knows best. So.
0: Dustin, appreciate the phone call. As a longtime person in the real estate industry, I can tell you, vacant houses develop all kinds. Of, it's the craziest thing. Issues. The house that just sits. Yep, you get mice Isn't and that rodents. Just
2: like a, a car too.
0: Yeah, anything that just sits. You know. Well, I don't think he's been sitting. No, say. no, yeah, he's been equating it to like right. not getting hit. Not mm-hmm. yeah. Oh no, the yeah. no, King ain't been yeah. sitting.
2: And what they have to say, he just reminded me is, uh, you know, he said he trusts the King. I, I don't know if I, I, I would say. You would trust the athlete as far as understanding the risk-reward. Always make sure you get a a second and a third opinion to make sure you're fully educated as an athlete. That way you know you are making the right decision. I'm not saying anything other than that, but, you know, everybody's talking about A.B. was injured, you know, but he he may have relied on the actual team. Mm -hmm. Well, the team is invested in you and only you and to play Mm -hmm. and not your ability to be able to walk three years, next week, or the week after, or whenever. So always just make sure, you know, you get your second and third opinion. I'm sure he has, but, you know, a lot of players just say, I'm just going to go with the coaches, say, and then the training staff, and we're going to go, and I feel good, and I want
0: to play. Um, I, would, I would go and, to the foremost foot specialist that I could go to. Right. You look at it. You tell me. You uh, you only do feet. What you got to, to tell me about what my
2: heck, feet. Yeah, what a heck of a job there.
0: Yeah, foot guy. Feet. Yeah, food guy. We're not talking about polishing and nails. <laughs> hear it. Let's uh, let's sneak one more in from Ryan in Lebanon. If you want to give Jordan a call, Lucas, let's do that. But Ryan in Lebanon up first. Hey, Ryan. Ryan, you there? Yep. What you got, buddy?
3: I'm here. I'm here. here. Yeah,
0: here. Yes, Can you hear me?
3: Yes, sir. sir. Awesome, awesome. Um, I've got a question for Blaine. Um, you know, this is really for him, but um, so. When Derrick Henry is like running the ball, and you got him in there, does that not open up the passing game more uh, for tight ends uh, Julio and AJ? Um, you know, versus they're playing cover four, cover three when they're coming up to the uh, to the slots, uh, or they're going out to the flats, whatever. Uh, that's just the the big question that I had, and uh, love to hear from you guys. Thanks, guys, appreciate it.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you.
3: Well, I mean, I think
2: Mickey. I mean, you know, a lot of guys who were covering the Titans could answer this question. I mean, I would say. Their style of offense is what you're really playing against. Now, the next step is they want to run the football. But when you put an elite player there, running back, that does change things to me a little bit more. They Mm. were all trying to stop the run anyway. But the key is that he is now that breakaway home run threat of all these elite guys Uh, So I think, yeah, it it does dictate a little bit. Uh, They may stay a split second longer to make sure on play-action pass that he doesn't have the ball. They don't have their eyes in the right place to determine that because in the pros, if the offensive lineman's down the field two yards, it cannot be anything but a run. In college, it can be. Uh, So, uh, yeah, I think it helps whenever you have your best of your best elite guys out there. But, yeah, Kings, man, He's he's a special Special player, I and mean, just think the Titans have been very fortunate in the organization. Man, they've had a heck of a run on some great running backs. If you want to go backwards from King to uh, what CJ, I'm, I might miss somebody naturally. Eddie George mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know Lindell, you can even put them in my category. Uh, let, uh, Earl Campbell. I mean, just, I mean, man, they've had some outstanding running backs.
0: Oh, gosh. In the history of the organization. Absolutely. Uh, Jordan DeJani joins us now, our buddy from CBS Sports. Uh, Derrick Henry returning to practice today. Jordan, did you notice, like, the fireworks show earlier in the sky and uh, uh, you, the Powerball's up to over 600 million. Uh, Whataburger opened today, as somebody pointed out. No coincidence. No coincidence. That's the good. King returns, and everything just seems to be turned up an extra 12 notches. Mm.
4: Hey, hey! what's going on guys? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I heard that there was increased police presence in Nashville and someone told me it was because of the opening of the Whataburger, but <laughs> I think it's because Derrick Henry is being activated off of IR. The King is back. This Tennessee Titans team has all the momentum in the world heading into the postseason. They're ready to wrap up the number one seed in the conference, despite having to face so much adversity. You know, it says a lot about this team. So this is a very exciting day for those in Nashville.
0: Well, you brought that up I, in We've had a, we had PFF, uh, Eric Eager on yesterday. And, you know, i started and asked him a question. If somebody had told you Derrick Henry is going to miss the last eight and possibly nine games, if they choose not to play him, which who knows? Uh, look, there are reports that they won't play him from some national reporters or it's not looking like it. But if somebody said he's going to miss eight or nine games, but the Titans are going to be the number one seed. Oh, and Julio is not going to play very much either. Would you have said you are, are absolutely out of your mind?
4: Yeah, I would have. I thought there would be no chance for that to come to fruition at all. And if you told me, well, it was going to come to fruition, then I would guess Ryan Tannehill was throwing for 400, 500 yards every game and carrying this offense through the air. And that hasn't been the fact. You know, the Titans haven't shied away from the fact that they want to run the ball no matter who they have. And they have the kind of blocking scheme and the kind of leadership where that back is going to be able to find success. You also have to give credit to the defensive side of the ball. I mean, I think the Tennessee has – probably the most formidable defensive front, that front four uh, in the NFL that have made such an impact on games. You go back to November 7th, looking at that victory over the Rams in L.A. You know, it's been a pretty crazy season just following this Titans team, being in the press box when they took down the Buffalo Bills and then the Kansas City Chiefs on a short week. you got to give credit to this team just for how they've been able to handle adversity without their best player.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jordan DeJani, our guest, CBS Sports talking Titans in NFL. Mm.
2: So where would that leave the the Titans ranked in the AFC by you, Jordan?
4: Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, (laughs) I got to tell you, man, I'm I'm – You better
2: not have the Bills ahead of them. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Again. (laughs) And the Chiefs. And the Chiefs. I was on it with you a couple weeks ago, and I was leaning towards Buffalo maybe being the surprise team out. So, no, I won't have the Buffalo Bills or the Tennessee Titans. You know, I've got to be honest with you guys. With all the momentum they have moving into the postseason here, I have them at number one. I have them at number one, especially with the Chiefs losing that crazy game against the Cincinnati Bengals mm-hmm. this past Sunday. The Tennessee Titans are getting healthier. And, you know, I feel like we've talked about it on your show before this term we call momentum in sports, you know, it's something that people think is a mythical object. That's not really tangible. Well, in my mind it is And this Tennessee Titans, they operate off of momentum and they carry it with them from the regular season into the playoffs. And I think that's exactly what we're seeing now, especially with the return of Derrick Henry, they're getting healthier. This team is playing juiced up on the defensive side of the ball. I'm, I'm excited. I'm hopeful that uh, there'll be more extensive roles for AJ Brown and Julio Jones in the postseason as well there's a chance this Titans team might be poised to play its best football of 2021-2022 slash in the next couple of weeks. So that's why they're number one in my power rankings when it comes to the conference. Mm. Where do you
2: have the Bengals? We no longer can call them the bumbling Bengals. Joe Burrow actually, I mean, man, I don't know his numbers, but he almost has 3,000-yard receivers. I mean, why is he in the MVP conversation?
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, he might be right on the outside looking in in terms of that top five. I know that he got some votes from some of my uh coworkers over at CBS Sports. We release an MVP kind of power ranking every single week. Mm-hmm. But, man, you know, I got to say this also about the Bengals. Incredible win. They have a really talented roster on paper. This defense has come a long way in the past couple of seasons as mm-hmm. well. But at the same time, all of our takes are kind of based on recency bias, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, ever since they beat the Chiefs, you know, they're getting more airtime on national television stations than the Tennessee Titans are, even though the Titans are poised to take that number one seat in the conference. Just a couple weeks ago, I watched this Bengals team struggle to move the ball against the Broncos and win 15-10 to when uh, Tamar exactly. Chase had one catch for three yards. You know, they have that potential to be one of the most explosive offensive units in the nfl there's no doubt about it but when it comes to consistency when it comes to what we expect we're going to see week in week out i don't think the Bengals are just there yet Now, i Mm. think that it's possible they could string together a couple of great wins maybe for a nice playoff push here in 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 the postseason but at the same time you know they haven't been 100 percent consistent enough for us to look at them and say yeah they are a legitimate dark horse team in this afc I'm leaning more towards the Tennessee Titans, Kansas City Chiefs, maybe even Buffalo Bills when it comes to that conference.
2: We have to talk about, yo, man, A.B., what is going on with A.B.? <laughs> and I'm not talking about him getting off the field. Now there's all kind of reports that he was injured. I don't know if the training staff knew of it, and they said more to come. I mean, how do you – and then they haven't released him. So, in the middle, everybody's now talking about – Oh, they don't want him to go to another team. Guess what? If you don't want somebody around, you don't care where they go because you feel like, well, that cancer
4: will follow him where he goes. Yeah, there's a lot of different kind of things we can break down with this situation. First of all, it was one of the weirdest things I've ever experienced Ah, on an NFL Sunday just working from home. But, you know, what I'm seeing in these reports, I think it was from Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, is that Antonio Brown was actually or is actually dealing with a serious ankle injury. And he went to outside doctors, got it checked out. And it confirmed that he was in serious pain. And according to Rick Stroud, he probably should not have been playing on Sunday. So it's weird. You know, the the blame kind of shifts towards Bruce Arians, where if a coach says, I need you in the game right now, the player says he's hurt. And then Bruce Arians allegedly says, get out or something like that. If I was Antonio Brown, I'd probably sit on the sideline, refuse to go in, not take off my shirt and strip in front of the fans. Right, right But, <laughs> right. but um, you know, it definitely makes for a weird twist in this scenario. And that's why we haven't seen him released yet. I, I feel like there's a lot mm. of talking going on behind the scenes with the league, with the NFLPA, in, ter- in terms of what exactly went down here. Because Bruce Arians, reportedly, it sounds like he's a bit at fault as well. Then you throw in the other entire facet of, well, if we release Antonio Brown... I know he's a guy who's been very troubled and has been prone to be a lightning rod for controversy on the field and off the field. But there's going to be a team out there, like the Green Bay Packers, that might be interested in signing him just for a couple of games. Give him a one day, two day contract, whatever it might be. Try to see if you can hoist Lombardi when it's all said and done. So that's a whole other facet we have to consider in this uh, situation as well. Mm. I
2: never want to question a guy's injury, you know. And, right. But you said it's his ankle, and it seems pretty severe. I want you to go back and watch him jog off the field and into the tunnel. He
3: looked like he
2: was, he has a pep in his step, like he was looking uh, pretty decent. I I said he can run routes, but, I mean, man, I'm like, well, dang, he sure was bouncy when he (laughs) he ran off there. Man, I mean, I was checking out his abs, he was ripped and everything, but
4: then I'm like, okay, he's running, he looks pretty good. (laughs) I thought so, too, and he played snaps on Sunday against the Jets, by the way, and people said that he looked good. I haven't reviewed the film and looked at him specifically, but people said he was running routes and he looked okay. And sure enough, like you mentioned, he looked like he was completely fine jumping up and down, hyping up the fans. So I'm just going off of Rick Stroud's report. That's apparently Mm -hmm. what he said. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is definitely a really weird situation. Mm On
2: to the serious note, though, here with uh, Jordan DeJani, NFL writer for CBS Sports, and that is – who wins the last spot in the AFC and the NFC? Who wins them?
4: I got to tell you, Blaine, I'm going to owe a lot of people a lot of apologies if well, the Las Vegas Raiders somehow win this <laughs> win in your end game. I feel like every call in my pen for CBS Sports over the past couple of weeks. I said, you can go ahead and stick a knife in the Raiders. I don't, I don't see them coming back. <laughs> <laughs> sure enough, here we are, week 18 a win and a win-and-you're-in in win and you're in situation. Chargers. I mean, this team has been somewhat fun to watch. They're, they're starting to rely on on the ground game a little bit more. Derek Carr has been a little bit more consistent. We've seen Hunter Renfro be virtually unguardable. And, you know, this defense also is playing some motivated football as well. They won that very close game against Indy and now they get to host the Chargers, which I think is very important because this fan base is going to show out. It's fun to play football in the Legion Stadium from what I've heard. So, you know, I think the Chargers are the better team. I like Justin Herbert over Derek Carr. I like this offense on paper more than I like the Las Vegas Raiders, but, you know, I, I'm not going to put money on it. I'm Right now, I'm writing my money or my uh, column for my Week 18 picks. I'm not sure I'm going to include that in my top five walks because that, that atmosphere is going to be bumping, but just when it comes down to talent on paper, even though they've been inconsistent, I still like the Chargers to claim that 7 seed in the AFC.
2: And the NFC?
4: Yeah, and the NFC, you know, that's kind of an interesting scenario with the Saints and then the 49ers. Um, I, I tried to pull up my ESPN playoff predictor machine to see exactly <laughs> where I'm going to land with this. I'm taking the Saints to beat the Falcons. Um, but when it comes to that Rams 49ers matchup, right. you know, I could go really either way. So, You know, the Rams, they've been playing, Matthew Stafford hasn't been playing very good football as of late, but I still think that this team is capable of a lot more um, in this next stage of the playoffs. So I'm leaning towards L.A., especially in L.A., against San Francisco, which all of a sudden would bump Taysom Hill and the New Orleans Saints into that seventh seed. That would be a pretty interesting matchup, and they'd have to take on the Rams if they secure that second seed. So... That's probably the most interesting playoff situation, if you will, when it comes to Week 18, um, is that en- last NFC spot. But just kind of going with the schedule, I'm leaning towards New Orleans.
0: Mm. Well, with uh, Jordan DeJaney, NFL writer for CBS Sports. Jordan, are Baker and the Browns headed for an imminent divorce? I don't want those t- those commercials to go away where he lives at the stadium, so I'm hoping not.
4: He's got one more year. Though. <laughs> Man, I gotta tell you, this is—I've reached a point, just in my opinion, of Baker Mayfield, for where the first time I feel like his legitimate starting position is in danger. Uh, I've always maintained that he's going to get an extension, even if it's not as lucrative as it once would be if he signed it this past offseason. But I've always thought the Browns hold or held him in high regard, and that they believed he could be their prospective signal caller of the future. Um, but you know, just watching the past couple of weeks, and I understand he's injured. I, everyone understands that they know that he's dealing with numerous injuries that have affected his play on the field. But at the same time, he's not playing good ball, even when he has a clean pocket, even when he's trying to look like he's confident moving up in the pocket. Uh, I'm I'm questioning my decision right now if I'm the Cleveland Browns franchise in terms of is Baker Mayfield going to be my guy moving forward?
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it works out. Uh, one more quick one on the way out. How many jobs? Because we'll start that process what as early as next Sunday night. How many NFL jobs do you think will be open this offseason?
4: Ooh, that's a good that's a good question. So we got um we got one with Jacksonville, obviously. We have one with the Raiders. Um in terms of other guys being fired, uh keep an eye on the New York Giants. all the reports said that Joe Judge is gonna return for next year. But after his weird eleven minute spiel <laughs> to the media this past Sunday, yeah. by the way, his players didn't even go back to watch; they didn't even care to listen to what he had to say. Which it kind of is a sign of the times that you lost the locker room. Um, along that, along those lines of the NFC, I think Matt Rule is going to get another year, but uh, you could argue that he's not deserving of one exactly. Um, and then the Chicago Bears, I believe that Matt Nagy will be fired. So. Just off the top of my head, I guess that gives you three good ones.
0: All right, Jordan, great stuff, man. Always love catching up with you. And uh, hopefully we're talking, you know, about the Titans' bye week this time next week. Mm.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And I look forward to doing uh, radio outside the Super Bowl live with you guys in LA, all right?
0: Oh, it'd be so warm. I can't wait. Oh. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Sounds good, Jordan. See you, brother.
4: See you, guys. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, Thank you. Let's... Uh...
0: Let's squeeze squeeze it. There was a sighting of the king. There was. I'm watching the videos. Let's do this. All right, we got calls to take. We're right on time. Let's take the break. When we come back, we'll squeeze in a couple more phone calls, and Blaine will review. Our medical director, Blaine Bishop, will review videos of Derrick Henry (laughs) jogging in practice. Stick around. You will want to hear it, Blaine and Mickey. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 Zone, got time to take some phone calls. Also, time for our resident medical director to review video because Derrick Henry practiced today. There is video of Derrick Henry practicing football for the Tennessee Titans, Z Sports with some, Jim Wyatt with some. Uh, We got a chance to look at it. So this is a report from John Glennon. Derrick Henry practiced for the first time since suffering his broken foot on October 31st. He went through individual drills, it says, per John Glennon, without issue. Also returning, Julio Jones, Jayon Brown, Leroy Murchison. Not spotted during the open portion of practice. LeJuan, uh B. Jones, he says, Jenkins or Lamb? Mm-hmm. Ben Jones. Ben Jones. Ooh, Yeah, eh, maybe just a little maintenance day, let's hope. Yeah, you need a day off. So what do you see when you see what you see with the king while oh. you're seeing it? Oh, man. <laughs>
1: man, the <laughs> king, the king has returned he looked
2: pretty good. He looked really good. He looked quick. He looked like he had some burst to him. He looked like he was actually holding back a little bit. Uh, I think he's a little guarded a little bit if I was just being real technical. But nothing that you could see with the naked eye. I mean, he looked leaner uh, and quicker, which looks surprising. Maybe it's because I hadn't seen him a long time, or he yeah. didn't have a lot of wear and tear because of the season, and he, didn't, he missed a lot of the season. So he looked like he had some some energy to him probably excited that he's out there too so yeah he looked pretty good that doesn't mean he, you know he's going to play but i mean man if we're going to build on that till sunday uh,
1: uh, <laughs> uh. oh
2: i got texas okay <laughs> yeah he looks he looks he looks really good I, I like he looked uh real uh to me agile and mobile a little bit more than i don't know if it's cuz he looked a little leaner or, or not, but uh, maybe if I was there alive, but that's what I saw. I think the fans should be excited, but that doesn't mean he's still going to play. But he looked like there's no issue. So to me, that looked like I got to play in a game to, to build that kind of confidence to where I don't feel like I'll have an issue. He mm-hmm. got, uh, and it could take one rep, it could take five reps in a game, or getting hit, or somebody grabbing his ankle, foot, you know, for a tackle. You know, you still have to go through that and and, and know that it's, it's good. Yeah, so he looked he looked really good. So whether he plays this weekend or uh, in a week or two, I'm assuming a two. But, uh, yeah, I don't think there are going to be too many issues about
0: the foot. Mm-mm. And you can check it out uh, via social media. I'm sure this video will be everywhere by the end of today. Uh, we got – We got like three ish more minutes. We got time to take calls, so we'll jump to as many calls as we can. Just try to roll through your point as quick as you can. Let's see. We got uh, Vic in Nashville who wanted to talk about Derrick Henry. Let's keep that rolling for a second here. Hey, Vic. Hey, how you
3: doing, guys? Good. good. Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Question: Where's your boy Derrick Mason, the wide receiver, and with Derrick Henry? I'm not worried about him, his trainer at the at the Titans camp and his private trainer probably taking him through tension release, ankle stabilization, swimming pool workouts, they're gonna double wrap his ankle, no problem, he'll be ready to go. Mm -hmm. And my last thing, mental illness is nothing to play with. Tell those guys, don't be ashamed, get the help. Thank you,
0: gentlemen. I love your show. I love your show, too, Vic. Thank yeah, you. What was this The Blue love fit? that you show us. He asked, where is Derek Mason now?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I just saw, actually, uh, Derek Mason today, the Derek Mason for the Tennessee Titans. We both uh, are trained kids for uh, the Combine, college kids. So today was our first day there at Boost Fit. So uh, that's where I saw it. it was funny. Uh, he, he said, one of the kids was like, yeah, one of our professors always use you as an example of something. And I just start busting out laughing. I <laughs> ran away. I, I guess because maybe he defies logic or something. I don't know. He yeah.
0: leads two. There's 32 teams in the NFL. He leads two of them in receiving. Yeah, that's pretty. I mean, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty dang salty. That, Derek Mason, that, that right? Dude, there. That dude is a great you can player. Get nothing man. but Derek Mason a, on this he's show. He's a
2: future Hall of Famer for sure. I mean, I mean they don't put him in it to be a travesty. Just go got, look. He earned it. Yeah. look
0: at the numbers it. we have before. Luke in Hendersonville, up next. Hey, Luke, thanks for calling.
3: Hey, thanks for taking my call. So just looking at the playoff picture, you know, who would y'all want to see? Not who do you not want to see? Who would y'all want to see? You know, if I was looking at the seating, depending on who gets in, you know, it could be the Chargers, the Raiders, but I mean, you know, depending on who wins, it'll likely be a team like the Patriots or the Colts. You know, for me, I'd want to see the Colts again, just because we know them. I think they're scared of this. I think Wentz is not as, you know, a big of a threat as Mac Jones and that defense on the Pats. And I'll uh, just hang up and listen and see what y'all say.
0: Well, the guy sitting across from me had to beat the same team three times to try to get the Super Bowl one year.
2: Yeah, I don't want to play the Colts. Yeah. Because they have a balanced team, good defense. I know we beat them already twice. Um, you know, they have to get them in a hurdle that they can beat the Titans this season. So that, that'll that be tough. Um, you're talking about the Bills. Don't want to play the Chiefs. I'm probably going with the Chargers or Raiders. Whoever went that, I'd rather go that route. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But all the big-name teams,
0: I, I want to go against the the Bills because they, they don't have a real good running game. One last phone call, Derek and Lebanon. This worked out great. One last call and about one last minute. Derek, thanks for calling Blaine and Mickey on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline.
3: Thank you, guys. Real quick, Blaine, Zach uh, mm-hmm. uh is there any advantage for him? I know he played like 67% of the snaps the other day. Is there any advantage for or defense against the Texans, being he was with the team for so long. Is there anything? Oh, yes. So, anyway, I'll hang up. Love the show, guys. Yeah, great question. He
2: was saying, is there an advantage to Zach Cunningham? Well, I I would think so. He knows uh, personnel really well. He knows their defense really well. So, yeah, you can give them a lot of tips, I I would say. Uh, Ultimately, though, you have to go out there and execute. Probably nothing more that you can't see on film, but hearing someone tell you about individual players, Uh, and how they operate and some of their weaknesses, I think is definitely always an advantage. And in sports, you know, you always want some mental edge that you think you know somebody even though you haven't played them. And the Titans already played them once. So I think think he's going to be salty and nasty, so he better keep his emotions in check because he's been playing
0: like a bruiser, has led the Titans and tackles two of the three games he he's played. Is nasty. Here's the other thing: you don't have to play him on the Texans.
2: Mm. Man, <laughs> you they, subtracted I don't even, him. Remember, they they didn't they wasn't playing him anyway. <laughs> <What's>
0: <laughs> going All right, on? we can't we can't play anymore. We got to go. Three HL be coming up next with wall to wall Bud Dupree coverage. I am quite sure, and, and the king. Yes. That's who I meant to say. Oh, king. you said Bud Dupree. I said Bud Dupree because mm-hmm. somebody asked about him earlier. No new details on that. No. No. Mm-mm. But the king, new details. He practiced. Yeah. And in the meantime, in between time. As Mickey, always, you know it. Peace. Peace!